0: When designing your home and choosing wood furniture, flooring, or accents, do you find yourself asking questions like, do I have to use all the same wood colors? Can I mix different wood tones in a room? How do I mix different wood tones in my room? And how many wood tones can I have in a room so it doesn't look like a mixed-matched mess? If you've ever wondered about any of these questions or found yourself spinning over the answers, then this episode is for you. Let's get started. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create a home you'll love. Whether you're a homeowner, a design enthusiast, or a budding interior designer, you're in the right place for all things home and design. Thanks for listening. All right, well today's design conversation is all about mixing wood tones which seems so easy, but actually trips up a lot of people because there are some important tips to remember and consider. So if mixing wood tones is hard for you, just know that you're not alone. We don't want our rooms to feel all matchy-matchy, where it looks like we bought the whole store's display, but it can feel hard to mix different wood colors. You might be wondering, do they match? Does it look too cluttered? Do they go together? So let's talk about how to mix wood tones well so you can create that beautiful layered space you're looking for. First, let's talk about undertones. Okay, so most colors, unless it's a true pure color with no tinting or shading, most colors will have two identities or identifiers. One identifier is called the mass tone. That's the main color you see When you look at it, maybe it's brown, red, green, pink, blue, whatever that is. But there's a sneaky, less obvious color, that second identifier, which is called the undertone that can really mess with your design and it makes choosing colors and wood tones so difficult. You might have experienced this when out shopping and you bring something home and it just doesn't look good next to another piece of furniture or the wood or plank flooring in your home. And you might not know the reason why, but it's likely that sneaky undertone that was the problem. So undertones are that second kind of hidden color that's in there. And undertones can either be warm or cool. Now, your warm colors, well, they're warm, like oranges, reds, and yellows, and then your cool undertones are colors like blues, purples, and greens. So let's say, for example, you're looking at a brown color. The mask tone is brown, the color you see with your plain eyes. But some browns are very warm, with an undertone of yellows or reds or oranges, And you might also find a brown that feels very cool and it has more blues, purples, or green undertones. Even grays, which we think of as a cool color, can have warm brown undertones, making it a warmer gray, or they can have blue undertones, making it feel more cooler and sterile. Now, how to find the undertone It can feel a little tricky, but let's simplify it because it really isn't. When you look at something by itself, yes, it can be difficult to see what the undertone is. So comparing is really the easiest way to figure it out. So if you compare that color next to another color, you'll see that, wait, that one looks kind of pinkish compared to this one, which looks more bluish. And really that is an easier trick to figure out the undertone because identifying it on your own, unless you're really trained in it and you've been looking for a while, you might not always tell because sometimes it can be a little tricky. So when you compare one wood sample to another, you'll see that one might look more orange or yellow than another or it might look more grayer. And a great example of this is in my parents' home. So if you've been listening, you might know that my parents had some health issues. My father had passed, and I'm selling their home across the country. And in their kitchen, they have wood cabinets that are an oak. Well, there's different shades of oaks, and this one has a very warm tone to it. And the home stager that was there I was surprised when she had picked out a flooring that was a nice plank flooring but it had very gray undertones and as another designer I was a little surprised that she had picked that but she did want the cabinets painted we ended up not doing that but again the the cabinets ended up being really difficult to choose flooring to go with them because of these undertones it was they were very warm and kind of orangey yellow oak. And so that proved a little difficult to pick flooring. Luckily, I did end up finding something. It worked out great, but we had tried so many that in the store looked absolutely great. But then when we compared it in the home with the current lighting in the home because lighting does play a big role. And I will talk about that next, because it is so important. So it was really important that I found a flooring that had similar undertones that were warm so that they would complement and work well with the cabinets. Because once you find the undertone, whether it's warm or cool, you wanna stick with it. We don't wanna mix warm and cool undertones in a room. They just don't work well together and won't end up looking good. White Oak, which is a super popular wood color right now is actually pretty neutral. You can probably sway a little bit in either direction, but again, you really wanna work with those undertones. So comparing, like I just mentioned, is the best way to figure out the undertone when you're looking at wood. If you're looking at colors or paint colors, You actually can look at the paint strip if you're looking on a paint fan. Uh, If you go to a home improvement store, you'll see like six or seven colors all lined up in a strip. That bottom color is a really big indicator of what that undertone is. If it looks green or blue or purple or red, that'll sort of help out. But as you're looking at actual wood pieces, you're not going to get that. But I'll just mention it since we are talking about undertones. So comparison is your friend here. So I do want to go back to talking about how light affects wood tones because light has a huge impact on how we perceive colors. So light, for example, in one part of my home might look completely different than another part. And that's because of how my home faces with direction to the sun. The back of my home is south facing gets a lot of natural sunlight. So colors and furniture might look different than it does in the front area of my home that is north facing and much darker. So a flooring or wood sample or even a paint color in one space might look entirely different than it does in another space in my home. And you'll find the same in yours. The same might go for the way something looks in my home compared to how it will look in your home or a neighbor or friends of yours. You might have done this in the past where you've gone to a neighbor's house and said how much you loved a a paint color or a piece of furniture, but you might have tried buying it in your own home and found that it didn't work. Well, it's because there's different lighting there. So just because something works in their house Or my house doesn't mean it'll necessarily work in yours because you both have different lighting. The same goes for picking out flooring at your local flooring store. They might have fluorescent lighting or different overhead lighting, which will make that flooring look totally different in the showroom than it does in your home. So I do want you to always bring, if at all possible, samples home to your house light also bounces off walls and can alter the way colors look on our furniture or our flooring. So again, if at all possible, get wood samples of what you're buying and bring them home to see them in your own home sliding. Now, I know that's not always possible, but if you can at least figure out the undertones when you're there, if you can't bring it home, try to figure out the undertones by comparing it And then stick at least with that same undertone. So, if you find that you found a piece of furniture you love and it has warm undertones, it's pretty safe that it'll work in your home with the other warm undertones you have. Now, a quick note on lighting is make sure you have enough of it in your rooms, not just above overhead lighting, but also table and floor lamps. We really want enough lighting in our spaces. And I prefer soft, warm lighting in homes. So when choosing bulbs, I like to go with a 2700 Kelvin, 2700 K, you'll see it listed as, or a max 3000. Higher than that, you can go up to over 5000 Kelvin 5,000K, but I find that gets kind of cold and sterile and pretty blue. So even if you have cooler undertones, I still like to have a little bit of that warmer light, maybe around a 3,000. Now let's move on to how many wood tones you could or should have in your room. Well, I like to limit rooms to about three wood tones. We don't want to overdo it. It can get a little cluttered feeling. And just know that the more wood tones you include in a room, the more eclectic, the more vintage, the more mismatched it might feel. Now, if that's the look you're going for, then that works great. But if you're looking for a cleaner, more cohesive, smoother feel, you're going to want to limit that to just three. Less wood tones is a cleaner, more contemporary, I don't mean modern, but just more current look. So let's keep it simple and go with about three and it's okay if you've got two pieces of furniture that are the same wood and you have your flooring and then another piece. It's not too matchy matchy if you have more than one item in the same. I don't want to scare you off that you can't have multiple pieces from one collection but I like to not have too many. Ideally, maybe just a couple. If you get too many pieces from one collection, it does look like you just bought that store display. And we want our room to feel more layered and built over time. So let's just stick to three different wood tones. And as long as they're all in that same undertone, warm or cool, you're good to go. All right, let's talk about some other tips for mixing wood tones. We want to start with a starter piece or one dominant piece, and then you can build your room with that. You can add pieces that complement that dominant wood tone you picked. So maybe your flooring is your dominant piece, or if you have very, very neutral flooring or carpet in the room, you might have, like if this could happen in your bedroom, your headboard or a dresser might be your dominant piece. And then you want to mix up with some different nightstands, benches, or other items in different wood tones. So starting building it from one dominant piece and starting your room with that. Also, as you're choosing different wood tones, I want you to think about the texture of those woods. There are some wood textures that are very, very rustic, right? They're very notched and scraped, very knotty, and then you might have very clean contemporary wood textures that are really smooth, maybe shiny or lacquered. You really want to stick with similar textures in a room, or else the vibe of the room can just get too confusing. So if you're going with a more rustic farmhouse you're not going to want to sl- uh, stick a very sleek smooth wood in there you're going to want everything to have more of a soft rustic texture now let's talk a little bit about beams and floors cuz i know a lot of people like to put beams and wooden accents in their rooms i like to keep my beams and floors a little similar with same color tones I don't love sharp contrasts of, say, really, really dark beams on the ceiling and light flooring below. I just think it's a little too distracting. We want these beautiful beams on the ceiling to be a focal point, but not something that's screaming out at our eyes to look at me, look at me. So if you keep it in a similar tone to your flooring, it makes it have a nice layer to it that isn't too jarring to the eye. Now, as you're mixing these wood tones, you might get worried that you have so many different wood tones and that can feel a little either hectic that you have a lot or make you worry that they don't all perfectly coordinate well together. Well, a trick here is to soften and break up the different wood tones in your room with some transition or buffer pieces, such as fabrics, textiles, rugs, they really act as a nice buffer to soften the transition between your different woods. So if you have wood flooring and it's in one tone, And then you want to add a dining room table and you're worried that, well, then I've got dining room chairs that are wood. So now you've got wood floors, wood dining room, and wood chairs. Yes, that is a lot of wood. Well, you can soften that and buffer it by easily sticking a rug under that or swapping out those wood chairs for fabric upholstered chairs at your dining table. So using texture, fabric, and Um, different textiles can really act as that buffer and it can soften the wood so that you don't feel like you have too much that's competing with each other. And that can also hide things that if your undertones aren't fully on point, I get it. We're all working and trying something new. So if your wood tones aren't exactly all in the same warm or cool undertone, because we want to stick with one, Then a fabric buffer of a rug, draperies, pillows, just any softness upholstered pieces can help kind of hide that. And when in doubt, when mixing wood tones, go with contrasting wood tones where you have light against dark. It looks intentional and not like a goof that you didn't really get it right the first time. My only exception is with those wood beams. We don't want those to be so different than the other pieces in our rooms. Okay, so a few final thoughts here. First, know and believe that you can do this. I don't want you to get into overthinking or analysis paralysis, which those two topics can get their own and will get their own two separate episodes because they are such obstacles. So let's not overthink it. Imperfect action is better than no action. So get out there and try it. Just pick one piece you love, whether it's your flooring or a piece of furniture, your dominant piece, and build your room from that. All right, so now let's recap what we talked about today. We talked about two different color identifiers, our mass and our undertones, and how to find the undertones of our wood pieces. We also shared how light impacts colors and wood tones and how many wood tones to include in your room. That magic number was, let's stick with three or less. I also talked about tips to help you when you're mixing wood tones in your home. All right, that wraps up this episode. And as always, the show notes are where you'll find any links to anything I mentioned in this episode, which I do have two different blog posts that I do want to share. One is a blog post about mixing wood tones, and it has some pictures in that. And another one is about choosing paint colors, because I do talk about undertones in that, uh, in that blog post. And I might have some photos in there as well that will help you. All right, what to do next? Well, please hit subscribe and leave a review if you'd be so kind. It helps this podcast reach and help more people just like you. And as always, thanks for listening and keep listening to Home and Nestorations for more design conversations to help you create a home you'll love. Have a great day.